Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 805, first week on Zeta, recorded live on November 22nd, 2021. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your co-host, Godzilla T. And I'm Haas. And we took a little bit of a break last week because, surprise, uh, Infinite dropped last week on Monday during the Xbox 20 presentation. And uh, instead of doing a podcast, we decided to play Halo. Thank God was the right decision. Sorry. I, 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 I mean, it, it was kind of like, well... There's a new Halo. Um, everyone else is playing it. Is anybody really going to be watching the podcast? Right. Oh. Everyone else is going to be playing instead. So we decided to play with the community. I think last week we had, what, three different opportunities that you hosted to play Infinite GT between Monday, yeah. Thursday, and Friday. So lots of things going on with Infinite. Lots of positive and negative stuff with regards to multiplayer, which we'll go over some of the community discussions happening around multiplayer. There's also some recently announced campaign type stuff, which we are not going to be talking about on the podcast tonight. We're going to keep this podcast as spoiler-free as possible. And uh, we might do a little bit more of a spoiler-ish ones, yes. Uh, GT is showing off his Halo Infinite Xbox, and I've got mine as well. We both got ours delivered. It showed up! <laughs> yeah. Mine, sh- mine showed up the day I was leaving for vacation. <clears throat> so I literally took a picture, tweeted it, and one person liked the tweet. Sorry, so. I was at work. <laughs> I I honestly didn't even see the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine just in time for me to take a picture, finish packing, and head out the door. So I have not had a chance to set it up yet. Well, mine actually showed up on the 19th. But since everybody was at work, there was nobody home to sign for it. So Mm. I didn't get it till Saturday. Mine got delivered on the 18th somehow. Yes. I saw that. (laughs) So that was, it was fun to get it. I will be excited once I actually have a chance to unbox it and set it up on my desk, which I need to clean off a place for it on my desk because now it doesn't fit into any of my little stands that are horizontal for horizontal consoles. Because it's a nice big box. Sucks now. to be you. <laughs> Mine's so gonna go right back there. This whole setup that I have, <laughs> this whole setup that I have with like have shelves and then monitors on the shelves and the Xbox fits right under it. Yeah, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I think I'm actually gonna have to buy a new HDMI switch. I'm not sure what I am doing with my setup. I think I'm gonna attach my Xbox to my 4K monitor and just use that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to stream from it when it's just connected directly to the monitor. Well, I did buy a 4K capture card. Yeah. Um, no, I <laughs> you know I use an HDMI switch because I use my gaming monitor uh, for two consoles and a uh, PC. But I was just looking through the manual, and it looks like it only supports 60 hertz. The monitor? 
Oh, the Switch. Oh. Mm. And I was pretty sure Probably. when I bought it, it said 120, but I could have just missed. I was looking at like 200 different switches, so uh, I have no idea. Could be 124 1080p. Maybe 60 yeah, it for, says 4K. 60 hertz, 1080p, 60 hertz, or 4K, 60 hertz. So. Mm, that's that's too bad. Unfortunately, so I may be in the market for a new Switch. Did you just buy where you could return it and swap it out or something like that? Uh, no, I've had it too long. Oh, okay. I've had it for coming up on a year now, so. Gotcha. Well, if anyone's interested in the Switch, then... HDMI switch, not Nintendo switch. <laughs> yes. Let's those are another clarify, we don't, we don't say the N word on this podcast because it's not Nintendo's related. Fine. I mean, we talk about, well, we used to talk about Pokemon a lot. So Nintendo was relevant at some point in Potacular's history. But anyway, no, Anyways. it's, I, I've just got to do some more research. I may, I may continue to stream from my, uh, one X. And just play on my my X, X for me. I may plug it directly into the monitor and just play for me. Okay. That'll work. So, since we have the multiplayer beta, let's talk first impressions of the multiplayer experience. Let's start with the, <laughs> the non-controversial stuff, uh, the gameplay mechanics. Um, how how do you guys think it feels? How do you think it plays with all the equipment, the vehicles, the weapon combat? What are your guys' thoughts on on the gameplay aspect of it? Go for it, Hoss. Okay. Well, I'm going to break it down into the three. The three. <laughs> I'm going to break it down into the three playlists that we have. I think ranked is flawless. I like. I I love ranked. I think it feels great. I know you, I was I was very you, critical. Sorry. You go ahead. I was I was just. You can answer this afterwards, but I'm curious what your thoughts are with if you had a chance to play Behemoth with the the Ridgeback or Hog, but uh, the Razorback or sorry Razorback, yeah, I've seen it, haven't used it. Got it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So in ranked, I think it's it's great. I don't think Behemoth belongs there, but I think overall the playlist is great. They've taken the Halo Five ranking system, brought it over, you know, with a few tweaks here and there, but that is the most fun I've had. I don't know what it is. Whatever has changed from the flights to the game, the game feels immensely better than any of the flights did to me. I don't know if it's because I've been able to actually sink solid long hours into it or what, but like I finally have a grasp of the game. There are definitely mechanics I'm going to have to master. There, I think the sliding and stuff like that is really what's going to separate the higher end players from the lower end players and beyond quick play. I, I it's fine because I get to play with my friends. I really don't like skill-based matchmaking in there. I, I kind of hope we see more variety of loadout weapons, things like that in quick play, the AR and pistol. I think the AR feels good, but the, the sidekick just doesn't it feels okay. inconsistent to me. And then Big Team is my biggest, like, that is, honest to God, the mode I was looking forward to the most outside of the campaign. This does not feel like Big Team Battle is back, like they were trying to promote. I don't know if it's the changes with how they've done vehicles and weapons. It just doesn't 
feel like a Halo big team battle experience to me anymore. And, and I don't know if it's just because we're missing those initial, you know, everybody run to their vehicles, run to the, the snipers, and then go push that one, you know, center masterpiece weapon like a rocket mm. or, you know, the laser or whatever in the middle. And then, you know, jog for position. Now it's just like, okay, you know, a sniper's over here and, uh, you know, what are the skewer spike? The skewer, skewer is on the other side. And then the AR and pistol, like it just, it doesn't feel big to me anymore. Like I think fragmentation has a good amount of weapons along the map that kind of help you flow. You got all the, the medium range weapons out there. But like the the snipers and all that, they just don't feel as important anymore. And uh, the vehicle combat, I feel like you kind of get steamrolled by whatever team lands on the ghost or the banshee. Like once once the the flying vehicles come into play, if your team doesn't focus, especially when you're not in a full party of twelve where you guys can all call that out. It's really hard to kind of like communicate. We need to take that thing down and playing the objective, all that, that that's kind of just a social experience right now as people learn Halo, but it just doesn't feel like Halo big team battle to me anymore. It just feels like they threw more Spartans on the field and kind of like took away the big team battle experience from us more than added to it. And I know they keep talking about like evolving the big team and making it more intense at the end. But, you know, by the time some of these vehicles get into play, it doesn't the games are generally pretty much decided. And those vehicles can't really maneuver around these maps or kind of control maps. They can only control like small pockets on the layout of a lot of these maps. So I I'm hopeful they can get that kind of adjusted. But. Overall, I am far more impressed than I was at the flights. I really do enjoy playing, since we're just talking about playing. I really enjoy this game. This is a great step forward for Halo. Um, the gameplay standpoint, I really think they've mastered, not perfectly, but they've, they've kind of touched to the new and old player bases and kind of used them together in a way that I think can really potentially grow this scene back to a strong level of prominence long term and your your buddy dr disrespect has some high praise for infinite <laughs> he, he he's i mean i think he's still grinding or he just ended so he was like he was gonna get off at like two o'clock and he's like you know what i just feel like grinding for the next level in ranked and he went another two three hours so i mean he that a lot of those streamers that are playing definitely are enjoying it and they do share a lot of the similar criticisms, but I think overall the gameplay is sound right now. It's what it sounds like. I think that's what I've seen most people agree on is the gameplay is, is really has come along very well for infinite at least Uh, GT your initial thoughts on the multiplayer. I mean, overall, I enjoy it. It's fun. I do have some issues with it, like you know, Haas has said. Uh, the 4v4 experience feels very balanced. I mean, there's a few little tweaks, but overall, it feels really balanced. I have not jumped into ranked yet, 
I'm kind of letting the rest of the players get ahead of me, and then I'll try to catch up. Anyway. <laughs> get out of the sweaty games. Well, no, I don't mind the sweaty games. I mind the games where I just absolutely get plastered. That's, That's what I was talking about. I have about, that yeah, problem with other games. They remove skill-based matchmaking, and I go into matchmaking, I get plastered, and then it's no fun. I don't mind having to fight to win the game. That's what I want. I want to fight to win the game, but I want the chance to be able to do that when it's spawn die, spawn die, spawn die, spawn die. It's pointless. Anyway, so overall, they've done a pretty good job. I'm still trying to get used to uh, Infinite's mechanics. Um, It does play different than other Halos, but I think it's a good different so far. Okay. As far as BTB, I'm not a big fan of the vehicle drops. They, uh, it's, I know it's just another respawn mechanic, but I, it just really bugs me. We played a game, uh, the new territories, the zone control. Mm-hmm. And the other team just kept getting wasp after wasp. After wasp, after wasp. I mean, just we'd no sooner take one down, they had another one. We'd kill it, it'd have another one. I mean, there was like, there was no time between them killing a wasp and them getting another one. So I don't know what formula they're using to spawn in the web, spawn in vehicles, but it's broken. Well, big team right now, it's static rotation. Yeah, well, that static rotation got stuck because they got like six wasps in a row and we got Jack. Sounds like a bug. Hmm. There are the maps I've played on. They just, I don't know. They feel kind of cluttered for vehicles. Uh You know, the, the vehicles seem to be at a real disadvantage unless they're an air vehicle. To where they have the room to move around. But like a warthog, they're almost pointless to use. They're worse. It seems they feel more frail than the Halo 4 warthog, which, you know, you blow on it and it explodes. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost, it either needs to be less durable and keep the damage or do less damage and keep the durability. One or the other. Because right now it's it's too strong. I'm not going to say overpowered. It's just too strong. I was literally being chased by a ghost. I was unloading with the chain gun on this thing, and they killed the warthog. And yep, it it didn't even look like pieces had fallen off the ghost yet. <laughs> you know, one thing that drives me crazy about the ghost is. Say you get like side shots and you break the Spartans, the enemy Spartan shields. Mm-hmm. If once they stick their nose towards you, unlike previous Halo games, the Spartan sits lower. Mm-hmm. So you can't really jump up and get that finishing headshot and finish off the ghost. Where in yeah, previous like Halo the, games, they kind of the Spartan shrank by higher. a foot. Yeah. yeah it, it, they just like <laughs> sitting lower in these ghosts or the ghost mm-hmm. got bigger, you know, however you want to lure it up. But that it makes it even that much more challenging, especially if you're a ground person, 
mm. to take on these ghosts. And I mean, to your point, like they're extremely durable, which is I'm fine with the ghosts being more durable, but like don't make it a tank, you know, that mm-hmm. I think is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree uh, with that assessment on the ghost versus mm-hmm. the warthog. The warthog does the chain gun with the warthog does not compare well to the ghost. I mean, it's great against infantry works really well against infantry, mm-hmm. but when you're doing vehicle on vehicle combat, the, especially if it's a warthog and a ghost, the ghost is going to win almost every time, unless you got help from a, you know, foot soldiers mm-hmm. or a heavy weapon. Yep. It, it's just, that's just the way it's going to be. As far as the new shock weapons, uh, verdict's still out for me. Some of them feel like they require too many shots to actually disable. And then some of them feel like, well, they, they're, it takes a lot of skill to be precise with them. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think it's just, I got to get used to them thing. Cause it's kind of a new weapon type for us. Yeah. That one's going to probably just take a while to get used to and figure out what, how you're supposed to use that. Mm-hmm. I think. Cause you know, I've was using it, try to disable a, a ghost, you know, to stun a ghost. And it just seemed like this, the stun portion just wasn't happening. And I don't know if it was just poor shots or just too long between shots, whatever. I don't know. They just take some, uh, they just take some getting used to. Yep. It'll, it'll be a new meta to figure out for a while. Probably. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I got with big team is I honestly think the maps are too big for a 12 V 12. I almost to kind of go along with what you were saying, Haas, I almost, <laughs> I almost feel like 12 V 12 big team is a different mode than 8v8 big team mm-hmm. i don't know if that's just because of the player numbers or with how the maps are designed with infinite um i think map design is probably part of it because thinking like halo 3 and halo 4 big team was a lot more open map mm-hmm. concept like you, you had a few different places with where your you could close, down. with your cqb spots right but, but yeah. i feel like I feel like the big team battle maps that we have in Infinite, at least the three that we have started out with, uh, High Power is probably the one that is the most open out of the three, I think, that really can, I guess, support vehicle combat the best out of the three and really have those longer sight lines, a little bit more open big team battle-like feel that we're used to with the Mm -hmm. previous Halos, where the map design and the 12v12 almost feel like it's just multi-squad battles in a way. It's not a really a, a big team classic feeling. Yeah. That's kind of the sense that I, I get with big team. Not necessarily to say that it's bad. It's certainly different. I don't know if I have as much fun with the infinite big team as I do, say, with like MCC big team stuff whenever... Hop onto there with like Halo 2, 
Halo 3, Halo 4, big team. Even Halo 5 big team is like, I think just this infinite big team is a, just a departure from classic big team. And I felt Halo 5 was a huge departure from classic big team, but this one's even this more just so. feels like, yeah, just removed. The vehicle combat is, is very contained, it feels like, or it's very restricted mm-hmm. because of the map design. And you don't get those kind of bigger type environment plays where you have like a wall of your team on one side kind of going up a wall on the other side the maps almost force you to break out into squads and engage in squads instead of actually having a full on like oh you have this one have a couple guys over here and a couple guys over here and you're actually kind of some way kind of cohesively attacking the other team and not just off completely separated outside on a different battleground that's the feeling I get with Big Team, at least. Now, some of the, the new game modes are interesting. I think that adds an interesting kind of flavor to Infinite's Big Team. I think Verdict's still out for me on how fun that Big Team is compared to Big Team, I guess, like Vanilla Big Team for Halo 5, which I haven't played in a while because there's Big Team Super Fiesta, so I probably need to play that just for comparison. But yeah, I would agree. It does, Big Team does not feel the same as previous Halos with Infinite. Not to say that's necessarily a bad thing, but still trying to figure out how that feels in comparison to previous Halos and whether or not I like that departure. It'll be interesting to see once we actually get Forge, if we see people creating 8v8 specific Big Team maps. Obviously, there'll be a whole bunch of people remaking previous maps, so the community's going to go crazy just with remaking every single map like they do for every iteration of Halo. But I wonder if people are going to, specifically outside of remakes, trying to make some of those more classic 8v8 type experiences. Have you guys found in Big Team, so, you know, in classic Big Team... We always had that initial rush where people would run to the sniper, right? Whatever, you know, if you're a Valhalla, vehicles, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, and like, you know, people would snag it from you. What I'm hating right now on the current BTB is all like, I'll be going up to a rifle, a mid range weapon, and those things. So now you're, you're fighting over the mid tier weapon as well as the power weapon. I'm just like, man, I can't buy a weapon unless I'm on fragmentation because I know where the, all the other spots are where it doesn't seem like a lot of players have figured that out. But I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm fighting for every single weapon that comes available on the map. And then I just feel like I'm stuck with the AR and the pistol. And maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know. I would like them to at least try BR starts in big team. And just see what feedback is on it. Do it. Do it for two weeks, and it, you know if it's more receptive, less receptive. At least we'll have our like tangible outside of the studio impressions that we can be like, "Hey, people enjoy the AR and the pistols better." That's what we're going with right now. I just I feel like I'm fighting for everything on that <laughs> map. Every yeah, it's vehicle like you, is you a have fight. to go directly to a weapon station to get something that will be effective on a map 
of that size. Mm-hmm. And like, like, why am I fighting for a ghost? Like, yeah. you know, that is just, it's just a whole, it's a whole new. Well, I mean, concept. yeah, they, the vehicle fights that they, they, they were always there. You know, he who right. got there first won. But like later in the game, you would always be able to get a hold of it because, yeah. you know, these vehicles come and go like, mm-hmm. like clockwork. And, but now it's, uh, I mean, we, we, well, it's it, that you know? extra it's mechanic just, of having to pay attention to when the vehicles are being dropped in mm-hmm. again, the, the whole dropping in thing. I'm not impressed with. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've said this before, any vehicle that spawns at the beginning of the map or mi- beginning of the match should not be dropped by the Pelican. It should respawn on its platform. And that's the only place it should show up. Honestly, I think based on just all we're talking about, <laughs> the it is just a different experience through and through. Yeah. Uh, you know, overall, yeah, the 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 new two point Big Team Battle 2.0, it is not it is not like the other big team battles. It yep. is its own beast. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad beast. It just there's some things that I'm having to get used to. Like I said, the only thing that I can say right now, the weapons are not weapon spawns. The vehicle spawns just really feel broken to me. They're not even timed the same. They're they're yeah. They drop separately. <laughs> well, yeah. The <laughs> although I did find Friday night when we were playing, mm-hmm. I happened to look up. And if you guys go back and watch the VOD, you can see this if it's still up. I look up, and there's two pelicans just crashing into each other. <laughs> yep, I've seen that <laughs> I mean, before. like, doing, 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 yep. doing, doing. Anyway, the, the deal with Halo has always been, and the one thing I've always enjoyed about it, about it is the fair balancing. If Side A has a tank, Side B gets a tank. Side A gets a a Banshee. Side B gets a Banshee. Now, it just, it doesn't feel that way. One side gets a Wasp. The other side gets a Ghost. Or a Warthog. Uh, I mean, mean, the the Pelican drops are the same. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. No. Then why did I watch a Wasp drop from one Pelican and a Warthog drop from the other? At the well, same point. they're supposed to point. be the same. Yeah, well, they're broken. They're supposed to be the same spawns. Yeah, well, they're broken. Well, hmm. I just, it's... Yeah, I, I... Someone said it has to do with the number of kills that the team is getting on what... How many, uh, how many spawns they get? I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Because, you know, that just enables the lead team to get even further ahead by spawning in better vehicles. The other thing is I haven't seen a map yet that is actually designed to have a tank on it. There's not one. That's the thing. Like these maps aren't designed for what we would consider traditional big team. I mean, I mean, even a wraith, it just, there is, with the small radar you have, 
and the number of places that are just so confined that the vehicle will barely fit through it's just not fit for those bigger vehicles so i'm interested right. to see what other maps they have i don't know how many they held back for release but i'm i'd be surprised if there weren't more maps coming for mm-hmm. big team at least yeah i hope I they're hope not too are. far away or i guess for big team and arena i haven't had a chance to play arena yet so i've really only played big team at this point mm-hmm. but i will definitely say they're going to need more variety in the maps because mm-hmm. they get repetitive pretty quick i mean even with the different game types which i hope they expand on that as well yeah you know, i'm not trying to be hard on the game because it's fun to play it just has these things that i think need some work sounds like big team has a little ways to go with the the new generation of things, at least for, for our perspectives. What about, have you had a chance to experience arena at all? GT? Yeah. Uh, well, I've played so the social or whatever they call it. Quick play. Yeah. I have not gone into rank yet. I've been playing with people. Oh, so, yep. And we usually outgrow the four V four playlist pretty quick. So, Every party, yes, do. <laughs> I've definitely been. I've definitely been in the. I've definitely been BTB more than I have the four v four. Four v four feels good. The only real problems I have with it are caused by me. <laughs> Just well, it's okay. getting used to all the different mechanics, the new controls, what does what. It, it's I'm not adapting to this one as quickly as I did Halo Five. I wish they had a couple more options as far as controller sensitivity because in MCC, I have one setting that is a half setting and then in infinite, it's just whole number settings for... No, there's half half settings. Not for the one setting that I'm looking at. Yeah. I know on the thumbsticks, there's half settings. So there's half settings for, I think, acceleration... Uh, like for each like axis, but there's a like a multiplier or or some some other setting that isn't just whole number increments and infinite. And in MCC, there there's half number increments, mm-hmm. and I'm on a half number increment, so I either turn a little bit too much when I flick or a little bit too less. Probably looking at your you're probably talking about look acceleration. I think that's those it, are yeah. whole those are whole numbers one yeah. two three four, um, and, but your MCC, actual stick sensitivity. It yeah. it it does do it yep. do six six five seven seven five eight yeah so it's that look acceleration that's just kind of throwing my kind of the flick that I'm used to mm-hmm. so I got one thing I've learned is that. I just turn look acceleration down as far as possible because I have trouble adjusting for the 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 sweet the speed the speed up the, yeah the speed up I just I can't. Yeah, I, I, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm the full stick player. I'm either going left or right, <laughs> or forward or back. I'm, I'm that way too. Actually, I, sh- I might should, I should probably look into something like that. But yeah, I, it's like I said, I'm still tuning on the settings. I think I've got my sensitivity set where I like it, but I'm still kind of playing around with it. 
next thing I, I really need to work on is the zoom modifier. Uh, like the movement when you're zoomed in or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's weird that it feels so different compared to previous Halo games, but that's something I haven't touched yet because it's felt okay. And I haven't figured mm-hmm. out what needs to change on those modifiers. So it seems like each one is different. Well, I think in infinite, they kind of readjusted the scale on your sensitivities. So, okay. you know, 10, 10, look, 10 sensitivity seems to be a lot faster than it is in Halo 5. So, I've been talking with a few other folks. They think it's, or some people think it's the same. Yeah, I like I said, I play, uh, I'd have to look. It's been too long since I've actually looked at my settings in Halo 5. Sure. But it. It just feels like I had to adjust the sensitivity down lower than I did in Halo 5. I'll ha- I have to actually double check. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right. Uh, what about the new kind of game modes? So there's the new kind of stockpile one for big team. There's total control for big team. The new strongholds and, and arena. What do you guys think of the the new game modes? Go ahead, Haas. <laughs> um, they're they're fine. Uh, uh, the the stockpile one is pretty fun, especially as you learn. You know, you can you can remove cores from the other team's base and throw them out, and then kind of steal them. Um, once you kind of start seeing those kinds of things come into play, that's pretty fun. The control mode where you got to capture the three zones that can be either extremely fun. Or extremely aggravating. I haven't had anything. <laughs> I haven't had anything in between. You just sometimes some games just become a standoff, and you just can't do anything. But uh, I like that. And then you know strongholds. I, I I never had a problem with it in Halo Five. Um, I do. I do like the new scoring mechanics in that and Oddball. Um, I don't know if you guys watched any of the HCS last night, but I didn't get a chance to. I didn't even know it was there was an ATS event until they started tweeting about it. I mean, there was just was um, there any promo for it? I don't remember seeing any promo for it. I saw a few little tweets here and there, but it it wasn't promoted on a large scale. But they made like a whole big thing yesterday. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, there was a production and everything. Uh, I think honestly, if you ask me, I think it just kind of got buried under everybody's tweets i mean that mm. i will definitely say halo infinite has taken over social media right now in the multiplayer gaming sphere right now oh it's taken over youtube too yeah but so pistola optic in the first best of five that they ended up winning both best of fives in the grand finals they had five seconds left of game time but if you're holding the ball time continues and he was getting pushed. So they optic was coming back. They were down by like 30 or 40 points. And as he was getting pushed, he jumped off the back of recharge down by sword and held the ball. So the ball, the timer, he threw it off as they tied the game. And so it went into another round of, of oddball. So he threw the ball off. So the game timer would continue, but he did it just so perfectly that they had tied the game. 
to earn another round in oddball. And then it it happened again in the second best of five. And it was knowing that I was, I, I didn't know that was a thing, but so game time stops. It pauses at like five seconds, but you can continue to earn ball time for your team score and you can come back and win. So it's like a, a different overtime mechanic. It's like mechanic. sudden death. Yeah, it's like a new yeah. sudden death. Sudden death, mm-hmm. okay. It was, it was very exciting to watch. Like, I imagine watching that at a live event. And, I mean, especially who Pistola is, mm-hmm. how crazy that crowd would have been going. I mean, my timeline was blowing up. My DMs were blowing up just of people that were watching that happen. And it was insane. Wow, yeah, I, I I like the new modes. I like the changes they made to existing modes. I, I, I mean, they're they're fine. Cool. What do you think, GT? Overall, I enjoy all of them. Uh, I enjoy. I definitely enjoy the scoring mechanics in Stockpile and in Oddball. The I like the new mechanic with Capture the Flag, where you have an actual sudden death round. Uh, whoever scores first wins. Uh, you can score with your flag away. So that's, I, I like that. It seems to tend to break that stalemate that you usually get in capture the flag or that can, that happens in capture the flag quite often, especially in overtime. They've done a lot to make sure that a team wins the game instead of tying a game. And I like the, you know, I like the, that mechanic the on big team the flag moving around i love it It, it's adds it adds a new challenge but also adds kind of a check valve in there Mm. Mm -hmm. you know to me it helps with the the whole steamroll effect yeah i I think it helps because at least on fragmentation it seems like flags go from a little bit easier Mm-hmm. spot to pull it to gradually more difficult stockpile however that one has a little bit of a learning curve to it i don't know if i like it or hate it yet still a little early to tell right now it's at the point where when it pops up i'm like uh... <laughs> i'm not sure if i want to do this or i don't know how i'm gonna enjoy this can i vote for a yeah. different game please right <laughs> No veto system. You know, there's in in every game, there's a game mode. There's always a game mode that I prefer to play something else. Makes sense for a stockpile. For me, it's going to be one of those feel it out. See how it plays over repetitive times. Right now, I don't know if it's just because it's still new, but it seems very steamrolly. We did have one game on Monday where it was actual a pretty well-balanced matchup mm-hmm. on high power, where I think we only run by like three cores. But all the other games that we had on it was very one-sided, it felt like. Like the first, yeah. the first game we were in, we had no clue what was going on, and we got steamrolled. And then the next game, I think we steamrolled them. <laughs> Something like that. So it'll be, for that one, interesting. One piece of advice is between rounds all cores despawn whether players are holding them or not hmm 
that is because you know the reason being is because the it spawns more cores than you need to fill the banks so one team can load up on cores and then almost instantly round win the next round that it just hmm. seems to take some of the fight out of the game interesting i will i will say that and I haven't made this that's on the podcast yet but i'll talk about it in a minute but during our time as or during my time as forerunner we never played that game mode in our play tests so that was well, a brand new thing for they probably for should have had us. you play that <laughs> <clears throat> we played total control we played stockpile we played oddball we played ctf we played slayer we did not play this stockpile yeah game mode like I said, the the idea of the the idea of it is great, and you know I see where they took the kind of took the idea of stockpile from Reach, but the deal was is when it, you know whenever it just collected the flags on a schedule, you know every sixty seconds it would collect the flags and move the point. I think it's an interesting concept. It it's a good concept. I just. With the way they've got this laid out, I think having all cores despawn between rounds, like when one one team wins the round, all existing cores on the map that you know all existing that are laying on the ground or in players' hands despawn. I think that might just based on what I'm thinking of, I think that might be a more of adverse effect. I don't think so. Because I've played games where team scores. They've got five cores. They only score enough to to actually win the round. They hold the hold the rest of the cores and then within a minute of winning that round, they've got enough cores to do it again. But then what about those times where it's okay, they have four cores, you have five four cores? You put in that one last core, and then all those four cores on the. One I'm just talking about the four the cores that are have not been planted, the ones that are laying out mm. on the field or in Spartan hands. Those are the only cores I'm talking about. Anything that you've put in your bank stays there. Okay, maybe not in the player's hands. Maybe, maybe on the ground. I think it'd be kind of cheap if you're like getting close to planting it and then it just suddenly disappears that'd be very frustrating well it's also the end of the round what happens at the end of the round of oddball it resets what happens at the end of the end of a round of ctf they reset well that's because there's one objective over multiple still it's still an objective if you didn't get it in there then you've lost the round anyway and you have to start over it you have to start fresh anyway. Make the teams go out there and get the cores and bring them back. It just seems more balanced to me. I could be totally wrong. I'm not a game designer, but it seems kind of cheesy to me. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice if if the new mode was tested and not just old Thrown existing in ones. Yeah. Uh. Okay. I think we've talked gameplay mechanics enough um the controversial stuff challenges and progression and customization (laughs) so 
I think everyone is probably aware that the progression system is very grindy. Mm-hmm. Definitely a candidate to impact how people play games because of certain challenges people might be going for. So instead of actually playing the game, they're playing for a challenge. That they're playing, yeah, playing challenges. Yep, which I think people brought that up during flighting. That hey, yep, and um, now after all the community comment about it, <laughs> I was trying to be politically correct there. Comment and feedback about it. They are at least introducing a play one game, I guess, thing on a, like persistent rotation. So you're always getting XP no matter what you're doing. You get 50 XP for completing a game. Which, however, doesn't just does the main problem. It takes 25 matches for the new 50 XP per match system to come and play for it to be a net positive. Mm-hmm. Which, that does not address the problem. But you are earning XP. Yeah, you're, I, I agree with Haas. per match. But, like, I mean, prior it was, like, play two matches for 100 XP. So it kept doing that, apparently, until, like, 25 matches. Then it starts turning into, like, three matches for 100 XP. It kind of, like, changed, apparently. Oh. So on Reddit, they kind of, like, broke it down, the system pre and post, and you're not getting a net profit until 25 games of getting daily play match XP. So is it only one play match XP per day? No, so you play a match, you get 50. You play a match, you get 50. Okay, it okay. just continues to go. But for no, there what's to be a net saying profit, is The way it was before, you played two matches, you got 100 XP. Played two more matches, you got another 100 XP. Played two more got matches, it. got another 100 XP. At some point, it would switch to, instead of two matches, you had to play three matches. And to get to the same point, you have to play more matches before you start getting the higher XP. Before you start outpacing the higher XP of the other ones. Okay. 25 games. Jeez, that's a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a per day thing or a per week thing? That's daily. That's a per day thing. That's a daily per day thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, generally on the Friday Fridays... We'll do maybe 10 games. Yeah. And, you know, they, they did adjust, Ooh. you know, the day, the, the weekly challenges a smidge. Here's a tweet so you can see it. But it just, yeah, it, it, it that, that it's just too much mm-hmm. for them, for them in their blogs to say they don't want it to be a chore or a grind. And to do this right now, that yeah. is a chore or a grind. And, and I tweeted it today, like, what world are we living in that Activision has a more friendly progression and battle pass progression <laughs> system, more so than Halo? Mm-hmm. Like, that's an issue. Well, and, and, and the never expiring thing is fantastic. Praise that. That's amazing. But you're still, this is 2021. It's not 2007 anymore. Players expect to be rewarded for playing your game alongside of having a great game to play. Being a great game to play is just not enough anymore. Mm-hmm. I, 
being a great game is awesome. I, I want Halo to be great, and it is right now. I mean, there's definitely things we want improved and fixed and added to, but this progression system is a detriment, and it's a black eye on the game right now because outside of people posting clips or you know talking about how much fun they are having, it instantly goes to, boy, this is unfriendly the microtransactions are unfriendly i can't customize my spartan the way i want to like everything like a shoulder pad yeah it is just it's i I don't blame 343 for this because they i think this is more the investor side of it than it is 343 wanting to implement something for the fans but right now 343 has to be our voice and be like this is our feedback and we need to make some adjustments and hopefully the ears listen well i mean look at how successful mcc's progression system has been it's better than what this one is and you would have thought with how well received the one was for mcc that they would have tried to adopt that one and i had issues with mcc's but that was free like through and through after you bought the game. So mm-hmm. the complaint's a little bit different. Now it's a $10 battle pass without a single gun skin in it, which is what you see 99% of the time when you're playing <laughs> is your gun skins. And there's not a single gun skin in this thing. It just rubs me wrong. Yeah. And a lot of people today have been commenting on how back in December, there, the, the, progression system that they described is nothing like what they actually released with mm-hmm. yeah Which yeah I I, i'm not i'm not against the challenges uh having the challenges there to get bonus xp fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah. i shouldn't have to do the challenges to complete the battle pass i'm not saying i should be able to blow through the battle pass in a couple of days just by playing the game. But over the course of the three months, I should be able to complete the battle pass by playing the game the way you want to play it. At the pace I want to play it. Yep. Yeah. I want 343 to take a hard, 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 hard look at Apex's battle pass and progression system. Rep, I don't care if you copy and paste it. copy and paste it and then add you know this never expires because you bought it and guess what you're the best battle pass in town bar none like apex everything in there is like play is this character i mean they have multiple characters so you can remove those but play play you know get 10 sniper kills in this week like you have a week to do it daily challenges are just like Play a match in this mode. Play a match in this mode and play a match in this mode. That's it. That's mm-hmm. your daily. And you get rewarded for that. And you probably do that. You're probably close to ranking up a battle pass here on just doing those challenges alone, plus the time played. And then alongside of it, you have all the you have your gimmicky stuff. Play capture the flag three times. Drive a warthog. I don't know. Get a ghost kill. Do do what you got. Fix the vehicle system so we can actually see, kill these vehicles, use these vehicles. (laughs) The vehicle ones need to go away until they fix that. But it, it, it really sucks right now. Like, 
I want to play Halo right now, but I'm like, I'm just wasting my time. Because right now, the progression matters to me. I'm sorry, it does. I bought this battle pass, and I don't want to play 20 matches to just move to go up one, one rank. That, one, one rank. That That is exhausting. Yeah. I played an hour of Call of Duty today, and I moved up two ranks in my battle pass. Like, reward my dollar. If I'm giving you my money, make sure that the player is also getting something from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Halo Infinite's not going to be long-lived if they do not address this soon after release comes out. And, and I, I hope 343 has a weekly blog this week, and they, they come out and address what they are doing. Besides, we're looking at, we hear you, we hear your feedback, thanks. <laughs> okay, right. we're past that point. Now it's, we hear your feedback, this is the steps we are taking right now to address this as soon as possible yes we did something last week this is what the next step is that we're going to roll out for you our player base that we want to continue to come back because this halo right now is in prime position they released early amidst mixed reviews from call of duty mixed reviews from battlefield and man what an opportunity for halo to kind of like rise like a phoenix honestly Yesterday's HCS, a lot of people had their eyes on it. They had about 70,000 viewers watching on Twitch and YouTube, showcasing the top talent in this game right now, showing what is possible. Like, this is our opportunity. We got to take advantage of it. Or 343 needs to take advantage of it. Continue to stay on that gas pedal. That's what that's what we want to see right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, and... Hopefully they can make their improvements and changes rapidly. I mean, that was supposed to be a perk of the new engine is they were going to be able to make changes quickly and effectively. Yep. I don't know how core progression is ingrained into certain mechanics. They might have to tweak things a little bit more than just being able to have go in and say, automatically do this, but. Yeah, I think it should be within the realm of being able to pull it off by by the time the game is released. Yeah, since they put the Band-Aid shield in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> or the Beta Band-Aid shield, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The, the progression system, like, you know, I played Destiny, I bought their battle passes, and Destiny is probably almost on the easier side because as a very casual player, especially here as of late, it doesn't take me the entire season to go through their battle pass. Right. And I don't do bounties or, yeah, I just play the game I do public events, do strikes. I stay the hell out of crucible because it sucks. <laughs> The, and I don't have a, you know, I don't have a problem making it to that hundredth tier with the way the battle pass is in Halo Infinite right now. I'm telling you it right now. I don't see myself making it all the way through the battle pass by the time the next battle pass comes out. And that was extended by a month. Exactly. With what I've got now. 
I don't see myself making it all the way to the end of the battle pass by the time the next one launches. Well, the battle pass got doubled for time. Like I said, it was three months and it's now six months. Yeah. I don't see myself making it to the end. Yeah. Without some changes to the way progression, the way you, you accumulate progression to it. That that needs to be changed. I'm not saying take that it to the to point changed. where destiny is, but it needs to be a little bit more casual friendly because mm-hmm. that's the people that are going to be buying the battle pass. That's going to be spending money in your microtransaction store Yep, is the people that play casually. Yep. I often reach out to my real life friends that you know they know what halo is they've played mm-hmm. halo but they're often whatever game land whenever they play halo i always i love to just kind of like interview them mm-hmm. and just ask like what do you think what 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 are some things that stand out what are you not right now i just got a message it needs to be more playlist it needs to be more reward he's like what is this battle pass i'm not buying this like mm-hmm. he, he, he said i'm a level two and i've played through all my placement matches and and like that that to me is a concerning thing like those are the players that you potentially are going to gain or lose on these systems granted the game is great to play and if you if you are still in that 2007 mindset of god of god bless you like just playing (laughs) is enough for you that's awesome but you're not the majority anymore no. Those, time, that, those times have passed. Electric vehicles are here. You know, <laughs> like, like that. Microtransactions and customizations and battle passes. Yes. Yeah. And, and players expect to be rewarded for their time. Mm-hmm. And if they're not being rewarded for their time, they're going to go somewhere where their time is going to feel respected and their dollar is going to be respected. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a cost of a $20 skin. If they're still feeling rewarded after they buy that $20 skin, plus their battle pass, plus another $20 skin, they're going to keep <laughs> going to that game. They are. Yep. I mean, yeah. and if, it's, if it's not there right now. It but, is. And, and I, I trust 343 can do it. And I hope the powers that be allow them, them to, to do, do it. it. Yeah, for sure. So that's my feedback. Yep. No, I get it. All right. So on to our next topic. We've got an event coming up. So in addition to the whole Battle Pass stuff, we actually have our first event on Fractures happening tomorrow uh, called Tenrai. There's a little promo that came out literally 30 minutes before the podcast. So if anyone has on their bingo cards of news coming out just before the podcast, you can add that to your bingo card. It looks like it's pretty much just special playlists with special rewards and unlocked, I don't know if it's going to be separate challenges tied specifically to that playlist. But in addition to the four, which I think right now is what? Big Team, Ranked, Quick Play, and Bot Arena. Those are the four mm-hmm. playlists currently. I guess this will be a fifth playlist. And maybe it'll be just maybe specific weapons in the game mode. It's hard to say. But something's happening tomorrow. Uh, starting tomorrow with Halo Infinite. What are you guys' thoughts on some of this stuff? Like the different armor that's kind of otherworldly and these different events. Like I haven't played really 
Destiny or anything else to really kind of know how these events really feel and play. But what, what do you guys think of? I absolutely love the idea of it, to be quite honest. Um, I've always kind of felt like Halo had taken itself too seriously with this being lore accurate and all that. I'm like, yo, let's, let's have some fun here. Like, Halo, Halo's great. You can have your lore. This can be a training simulation, but let, let's have some gimmicky fun <laughs> stuff in our multiplayer. Let's have, let's have the Doom armor get integrated or you know how halo integrated with gears let's have some crossover microsoft has some great brands i want to be skeletor yeah like (laughs) cool like i mean i can be freaking john mcclain in call of duty like that's awesome (laughs) like i let's have some fun in our multiplayer keep the campaign and you know any side missions campaigns anything like that yeah keep it keep it nice and tight and to the story but in multiplayer, let let's have some fun. Let's have some fun with expression. Let's get let's get creative. Three four three's got a lot of creative people, and let let's let them flex and be creative. And let let as players, let's benefit from that. Why not? Yeah, I I totally agree. Let's have some fun with it. Put some fun armors out there. It doesn't have to be practical. Yeah. Exactly. Um. The the only thing that I've had. Well, the only thing that I have a problem with with this special events thing is the ones that I've participated in are really grindy. Mm. And I mean really grindy to the point where, like in Destiny, unless you play Destiny eight hours a day every day, you're not going to get the full set of armor. Mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to, in the case of Destiny, Destiny, completely upgrade that set of armor. Okay. Because some of it's locked behind challenges I don't do. I don't do raids. I don't do nightfalls. Okay. It's so that automatically just takes that piece of armor and puts it over here, and I don't care about it. Make it attainable. I'm not easily attainable but make it attainable for the average player mm-hmm. someone who has a nine to that's, five job yeah that that's the only thing that i would say about that these special events is make the stuff attainable for everyone because mm-hmm. yes there are a lot of players that have the time that can sink 20 hours a day in playing halo that's fine i'm glad i'm glad you have the, that much time to play halo I don't. <laughs> you don't? No. I ha- I have this thing called responsibilities <laughs> that I have to take care of. And I can't just sit down and play Halo all day long as much as I'd want to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you know, that's the only piece of advice I can give them. I, I just don't want to just right off the bat be felt left out because... I can't put the time in that's going to take to get the things that they're putting in there. <laughs> Makes sense. So make it something that is attainable with a, a reasonable amount of gameplay and maybe some mm-hmm. challenges that don't detract too much from people actually trying to enjoy the game versus 
encouraging a specific play style. Exactly. I don't basically like all the issues. I, that I'm we're not a fan facing. of getting, <laughs> I'm not a fan of challenges that state get so many kills with this weapon, get so many kills with this vehicle, kill this vehicle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially the kill the vehicle thing is, you know, that's, <laughs> that's usually pretty easy, but getting kills with a vehicle, that's total random luck. You have to be the guy to get to the vehicle first, and then you have to live long enough to actually get the kills. Yeah. Except for in the case of the Brute Chopper, which sounds like crap, by the way. <laughs> it sounds like the mongoose. There, there are some interesting <laughs> effect sounds in, in Halo. I mean, the Brute Chopper is supposed to be... <laughs> you know, it sounds... <laughs> <laughs> Little motorbike type thing. Hoo-hoo, come up with this sound. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I know you're professionals, but that's bad. Go stick your microphone by the tailpipe of a Harley Davidson or something. Put it behind a big block Chevy. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of sound I expect from the Brute Chopper. Fair enough. Not a weed whacker. Anyway. Back to what I was saying. As long as they make it something that's attainable, I think that's that's a good thing. Okay. Any additional comments, Haas? No. All right. Cool. So that's happening starting tomorrow. I'm guessing it will go for a week. How long do the Destiny's things usually last? Oh, they usually last two or three weeks. Okay. Yeah. Decent. Decent chunk of time. Okay. So maybe a little longer. But like I said, the stuff they put in there is really grindy, so. Gotcha. Okay. I guess we'll see. See what happens. We do have the achievements for multiplayer, which you can actually earn through the multiplayer beta. Uh, Should we go over some of those? At least all the multiplayer ones. True Achievements does have the campaign ones. If you actually go to the achievement list on Steam or on your Xbox app, it actually will not show up the campaign ones. They are technically hidden or secret. Uh, True Achievements does have them, so if you're wanting to check it out, just make sure wherever you're looking at doesn't have the campaign ones intermingled, or at least True Achievements has them separated out so you know not to go all the way past a certain point. If you don't want spoilers. Exactly, if you don't want spoilers. If you don't care for spoilers and you're okay with that, then... By all means, go ahead and, and look through it all. Uh, so let's go down some of these. There, a lot of them are probably going to be pretty easy. And it sounds like people are getting about at least a quarter of them just by doing bot arena as well. So uh, first one is, which one of us is the machine? Get and equip a new AI, five gamer score. Passion for fashion, wear a new armor customization item, another five gamer score. Uh, I'll just say these are five unless I say otherwise for the time being. Need a weapon? Try out a new weapon customization item. Uh, That thing on the left is a brake. Test drive a new vehicle customization. I don't think I've actually done that one yet. I don't even know if I have a new one to test with. Uh, Reporting for duty? Change your Spartan tag. I'm ready. How about you? Change your Spartan's look in the customization menu. So it sounds like all those are pretty much just go in and customize your Spartan and those are a quick mm-hmm. 30 that you can get just by 
launching the game, essentially. Uh, we've got Battle Tested, which is complete a battle pass, and that is worth 10 gamer score, which will basically be a very long time. Clocking in, complete a daily challenge. We have a job for you, complete a weekly challenge. Limited edition, complete a limited time challenge. That's worth 10 gamer score. You're a rock, play a ranked match. All about the grind, uh, finish a ranked placement, finish ranked placement matches. That's 10 gamer score. Get the popcorn, view a clip in theater, which I hear theater is actually pretty bad too, but we'll talk about that another time. Customary, play a custom game, getting strong now, launch into training mode for the first time, 10 gamer score. Sparring partners, change any training mode option, 10 gamer score. Sharpshooter, complete a weapon drill. Deadeye, earn three stars in a weapon drill, 10 gamer score. Augmented, earn three stars in five tier three weapon drills, 15 gamer score. Doing your part, complete the tutorial, 20 gamer score. Just the two of us, access your personal AI, 5 gamer score. Make a little more noise, grab a power weapon from the tutorial armory, 5 gamer score. Greased lightning, complete the movement yard in under 25 seconds. Uh, apparently that was a hidden one, sorry. But that's multiplayer specific. Is that training mode available in the beta? Or is that? Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. there. Peak performance, earn 2,000 score in the matchmade game, 25 gamer score. I actually got that one during our game night on Monday last week. Yeah, I got a total of 20 of them <laughs> during that play. Nice. That, that, that particular play session. Gosh. 20 achievements? And it, is, it, wasn't, it wasn't even, I wasn't even trying. I was just playing the game. Nice. So those are good achievements. Slaying with style, earn a mythic medal in the matchmade game, 50 gamer score. Back to the chopper, earn splatter with a brute chopper in a matchmade game, 10 gamer score. New kill on the block, earn perfect with a VK78 commando in the matchmade game, 10 gamer score. Party bus, earn mount up in a razorback in the matchmade game, 10 gamer score. What say you, or what say you? Earn Chain Reaction with a Shock Rifle in a match-made game, 25 gamer score. Peeker's Disadvantage. Backsmack an enemy who is zoomed in with a scope weapon in a match-made game, 10 gamer score. Brutality. Kill an enemy with a melee using a bladed weapon in a match-made game, 10 gamer score. Sick Burn. Kill an enemy with the Ravager's Charge Shot in the match-made game, 10 gamer score. Kebab. <laughs> That's funny. Destroying the enemy vehicle with the skewer in the match made game. 10 gamer score. Skyhook shot. Grapplejack, an enemy flying vehicle in the match made game. 25 gamer score. Working remote. Pick up a weapon using the grapple shot in the match made game. 5 gamer score. Secret stash. Place an item in the racer's back storage in, ma in the match made game. 5 gamer score. Bomb returned. Repel an enemy grenade using the repulsor in the match made game. 10 gamer score. Do you even gift? Drop a power weapon for an ally in a matchmade game. 10 gamer score. Multi-class racer. Drive four unique vehicles in a game. 10 gamer score. That one's big team focus, obviously. They see me rolling. Spectate an ally that is driving a warthog or a razor back in a matchmade game. 5 gamer score. One shot, top mid. Mark an enemy located at top mid in a matchmade game. 
10 gamer score. Enemies everywhere. Mark three plus enemies at once in the match made game. 10 gamer score. And we've got seven more here. Natural formation, location sensation. <laughs> That's a name for an achievement. My goodness. Gain access to a loot cave in a match made game. 10 gamer score. A fellow of infinite jest. Kill three enemies with the ball in an oddball game in a match made game. 25 gamer score. Running laps. Capture the flag twice in a capture the flag game in a match made game. 25 gamer score. Zone Ranger. Secure five zones in the stronghold games in a match made game. 25 gamer score. Medic. Revive three allies in an elimination round in a match made game. I don't know if we have that. Mm, I haven't come across it yet. Yeah, I haven't either. That was 25 gamer score. Control Freak. Assist in capturing all zones that lead to a score in total control game. 25 gamer score. And straight to the back. Deposit five power seeds in a stockpile game in a match made game. 25 gamer score. So most of these are pretty reasonable. Not too difficult to get. Yeah, the one capturing two flags I got on my first game. Nice. My first game that it actually allowed me to load into uh, was a capture the flag match and I capped the flag twice. Actually, I capped the flag three times, but you got all three caps. I got all three caps. Nice. Very nice. One of my teammates carried the flag most of the way back on the third one. I just, you just put, you took it home. I just did the last hundred yards. Yeah. Gotcha. So in total, there are 50 achievements for matchmaking with a total of 600 gamers score. And then there's an additional 69 achievements. Nice number. With a thousand gamer score, and that is for campaign. So there's a total of six. Jeez, what is this? Master score. Chief Collection? <laughs> no, they need to get into the 700s for that to be a thing. I mean, at some point it might, thousand? depending on how campaign DLC <coughs> works, how new DLC adds new. Oh, I'm sure every new DLC is going to have some achievements. Yep, I would assume so. Be very surprised if, if there wasn't. So, Pins, you can go to True Achievements. Just there, there will be a section that says campaign at the top of it's it. It's like an image break. Yeah, there's an image break. Just don't scroll past that. But everything else is, is fine. I'll just wait until after the game launches. You can see the achievements also in the Xbox achievements and Steam, and it has the campaign ones hidden. Yeah. So that works, too. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew I got 20 of them because I went through and countered them. <laughs> nice. But, like, you know, that's <laughs> the achievements are nice. I mean, they seem, I mean, there are some that are going to take some skill mm-hmm. uh, to pull off, but there's a sizable chunk of them that are just you get by just playing the game. Yeah. Really you don't are. have to do anything super special, like, you know, kill a spartan exiting armor lock with a melee or you know something (laughs) like that which i still need to get i can see them adding a few more in here too like skewering two people at the same time god i hope not i mean just no no don't listen to him i don't need another spartan laser challenge Or, or make it to where you can just do it in, in customs or something. So if you want to grind it, you can. 
<laughs> Pins is like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> uh, so that's the achievements that we have for multiplayer. In case anyone's interested, you can go and find out more details about them in your achievement list on Steam or Xbox. Or again, true achievements if you would like to see the entire list, including the hidden campaign ones as well, if, if that's your, your cup of tea. There was an article that released with the whole Infinite Multiplayer Beta announcement. I think we've gone over most of the stuff that's in there, but there's a couple of things to note. So there's a minimum specs or recommended specs for Infinite. Uh, So minimum specs for your PC uh, have an AMD Ryzen 5 1600 or an Intel i5-4440 for your CPU. Uh, GPU AMD RX 570 or an NVIDIA GTX 1050 Ti. This is still pretty recent stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. 4 gigs of video memory, 8 gigs of normal memory, and at least 50 gigs of storage space for the game. Ultra settings, which I don't know if anyone has these, or if you are, you're made of money or got ahead and got really lucky. Dude, no kidding. <laughs> I've gotten really lucky. AMD Ryzen 6 5900X CPU or an Intel i9-11900K. GPU AMD RX 6800 XT or an NVIDIA RTX 3080. 10 gigs of VRAM, 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah, I can't imagine they're pushing 11th gen on a Microsoft title. <laughs> And apparently there were day one drivers for both AMD and NVIDIA graphics cards to support Infinite. Mm-hmm. So if you're running into some graphical issues with your game, check those updates. Yeah, actually, since Infinite's launched, I've updated my driver twice. I've actually not updated my drivers yet. <laughs> the game is actually runs really smooth compared to the flights. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot better. Yeah, I've been playing on my, uh, yeah, I've got a gaming laptop and I've been playing on that and it's been running it just fine. Um, you know, it's not a super spec machine. I mean, it's got a 1660 TI in it, the you know mobile version. So, mm-hmm. and it runs fine on that. So 1660 is at least minimum. You got TI, so it's probably a little bit higher than minimum. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, a generation newer than the 1050 or 10 series. Yep. So it's not the bottom of the barrel. No, that's a, it's a decent one. I had to put it on my other machine and see how it runs on my 1070. <laughs> that, that's, and if you're, I don't know if these specs are for running at 4k resolution. Cause I'm sure if you're running at 1080p, it doesn't, wouldn't have to be as much either. Well, yeah, the lower lower end graphics cards, you're going to have to run at a lower resolution. Yeah. So, so there's PC recommended specs if you want to learn more about those details. There's also a celebrating 20 years of Halo uh, customization set that was available from November 15th to the 22nd, which is today. Uh, free content, basically. So there was a kind of Master Chief green armor coating. There's a AR and vehicle weapon or vehicle coatings as well, along with the little 
what do they call the little things that hang off the weapons? Charms. Charms. Weapon charms. Yep. Weapon charms. And- kind of like the things that hang off your mic boom, your boom arm. Exactly. Pretty much. Um, and a few other emblems as well. Uh, they talk about the different ranked arenas. There's controller, there's keyboard, mouse, and then there's cross input that you can select in there. Like Haas was saying earlier, they brought over the ranking system from Halo 5. So there's bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, and then onyx ranks throughout the ranked playlist. And then the four different playlists that we have in matchmaking, big team battle, quick play, which is the social side of things, uh, ranked, which is ranked, and then boot camp, which is the 4v4, which is four human players against four bot players. Um, season one of Halo Infinite's multiplayer is Heroes of Reach, so it's all Reach-inspired customizations from armors to emblems to armor effects, charms, all that kind of stuff will be available in the pass. And we've already talked about the pass quite a bit already, but it's a hundred different tiers that has over a hundred rewards. And they did say that season one will be. Instead of three months long, at least six months long now. So plenty of time to try to unlock it, I guess. Hopefully they make some changes to where it will not take that long. 50 XP at a time. Oh. Yeah, hopefully they change that soon. They need to change that soon. Um, Anything else that we need to talk about tonight, gents? You want to touch on some of the HCS stuff going on, Haas, to wrap things up? Uh, there's another open this coming weekend online tourney. Definitely check it out. If this last weekend was any indication, it should definitely be fun as we ramp up for our first live event in Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh. Raleigh? I don't know. Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah. Just get, you know, it's a good time to tune in. It's a new game. There's some new faces. There's some old faces. And, um, if you kind of just want to see what, top tier halo is and kind of get ahead of the storylines as they evolve in esports with any game i think right now is a a good time to do it you got casters on there that are great at explaining what is going on and the modes oh excuse me um then you know you might just learn something so check it out so i'm thinking once the game actually launches of bringing back the whole kind of tips and tricks segment that we used to have way back in the pot tackler vault of Halo 2 and Halo 3. So we might do that as far as tips and tricks for the different weapons, the different armor abilities, and different maps. So stay tuned for that. If you got some cool things that you've learned how to do with like the grapple shot or the repulsor, hold on to those because we will probably have a section where we will talk about those um, once the game actually releases because everything is still technically up in the air. Um, even though that it's basically released and they've calling it a beta, things could change and there will be day one patches. So things are subject to change. Yeah. If, if it wasn't so close to the holidays, I, I would try to maybe get to Raleigh since, uh, I have a brother that lives there. So it would be pretty convenient just to drive down there and crash at, at his place for a weekend. But, with it being right smack dab in the middle of holidays, just not not feasible. 
But they did announce the 2022 roadmap. They did. Which the finals are going to be in Seattle in October next year. So I do plan on going to that. I don't know, Haas, if you're still going to be there by that time. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be there, but I did tell the wife I might be flying back. So maybe you that. and I can so maybe we'll you see. and I can find a VRBO or Airbnb to crash yeah. together on or something like that. That'd be sweet. Because at least it's finals. Like all the intermediate stuff, I don't mind missing, but finals, it's like that's where I would want to be. Yep, I'll be right here. <laughs> that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I guess one little thing to f- before we wrap up the podcast tonight, uh, folks may have seen this on Twitter, but I had the very fortunate privilege to actually be part of a community program with 343 called the Forerunners. And there was a select few of us who actually got to help provide feedback to Infinite's development over the past uh, two years for some of us and three years for, for others. So I have been actually contributing to that for the past couple of years, uh, mostly on the multiplayer side of things. Um, I might have some of my fellow Forerunners on a separate podcast, and we'll talk more about the Forerunner program, how that was. Also, maybe talk about some of the campaign stuff, which we're allowed to talk about. You guys have probably already seen it if if you are interested in the campaign stuff for those that are trying to avoid spoilers like GT probably trying to stay away from all that, but embargo was lifted to talk about the first four missions of the game. And I will, I'll say this about the campaign just, and not to necessarily throw expectations out of the water, but from what I've played, this might be my new favorite campaign for Halo. Not not to not to set expectations so high, but given the the gameplay, the story, the interactions between the characters and the world, it it feels very good. I I feel like the the campaign side of Halo has been treated very well, and it's a very fresh new experience that people are going to enjoy. And I'll, that's all I'll say. I'm not going to really dive into any specific campaigny stuff because I know GT doesn't want to hear that just yet. He wants to experience for himself, and I'm sure other people want to as well. But we probably will have a podcast where we talk about what we can talk about on the campaign side of things within the next week or so. So that'll be a separate thing, and then we will specifically say, "Hey, this is going to be spoilery, so avoid it if you do not want to be spoiled." And then you can come back and listen to it after the game is released. Well, then I won't need to. Because I've already experienced it. That's true. <laughs> That's you make you make a valid point. So, gentlemen, one week of infinite down, officially unofficially. I don't know how we how we kind of treat this. It's like they call it a beta. It's pretty much kind of the full release. Just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, things will change. They already have. In some respects, <laughs> and they, hopefully they will continue to move it in a positive direction. I'm, I'm confident in 343's ability to take the feedback and try to act on it. What I'm not so confident on is where the stakeholders' impacts and influence on mm-hmm. the game. So we will see. We'll see. We will see. 
So that's going to wrap up the podcast for tonight. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back again next week with more infinite goodness. I don't know if we'll have another podcast between this one and the next one. That might be the spoilery one or the foreigner one. Stay tuned to social media to find out. Talking about social media, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Going to uh, Podtackler on either one of those platforms. You can also find us on all different podcasting services. We are on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Facebook Podcasts now, Spotify, Stitcher. Pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we are there. If there's a place that you listen to podcasts that we are not, please reach out to us and let us know so we can get the podcast on your preferred listening platform of choice. You can catch the podcast on Mondays for the time being here at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. We are changing it up because of schedules going a little crazy with the holidays. So for the next few weeks, we are going to be doing Monday podcasts, and then we'll hop right back into Thursday podcasts towards the end of the year, beginning of the year. You can find us on Fridays also for Fragment Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Not sure if we're putting a poll up any more for the time being i'll let gt make i'm pretty sure it's going to be infinite for a while (laughs) so come play infinite with us on fridays and if you are going for achievements and challenges then come hit us up on sundays at 10 o'clock that's when we're doing achieving halo i'm still going through some of the season eight challenges and unlocks for mcc and we'll be also diving into some of those 360 achievements that people are hunting for by the middle of January. You can check out the Podtacular Discord. Go into podtacular.com slash Discord. That's where most of the community hangs out. And check out our Xbox Club. If you get some cool screenshots or clips of your infinite gameplay, then please share it with us on the Xbox Club or share it with us in our Discord. We'd love to showcase it and talk about it here on the show during our Tales from the Foxhole segment, which we haven't done this week just because Halo Infinite was out. There's lots of Halo Infinite news to talk about. Hopefully we can squeeze in on the next podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so in a number of ways. You can do so by subscribing to us on Twitch, becoming a Patreon or a patron over on Patreon. A shout-out to Confowl, Prestige, and Pins for their continued support over there. And you can also donate to the podcast directly if you so choose via PayPal. Go to podtagler.com slash donate. Those are monetary ways to help. If you want to help in other ways, you can feel free to share the podcast with your friends and other Discord servers on social media. Uh, Word of mouth really helps get the podcast out there. And with Infinite out there, it is time to get rolling with the content train. At least as much as our schedules allow being full-time workers for the three of us anyways thanks for tuning in any final words or thoughts Haas or GT nothing for me tonight everybody have a great week we'll see you Friday see you on Friday keep on fragging them trucks <laughs> <laughs>